things are not great. They are blue. Mm. They said we couldn't be here. Look nervous. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Our host, Jason, along with Chris. What up? And uh, thank you, Brett Hall, for getting us getting that uh, playoff hype. Oh, I, you know, I think if there's any lasting memories above and beyond the Blues actually winning the Stanley Cup, it is the drunken stupor of like seven and a half weeks that Brett Hall went on. Because I think he started drinking game one against Winnipeg and didn't stop. Until like a month after they won the cup, until after July fourth, yeah, e- easily, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was a very memorable moment when I can't remember which game that was. That, that was had, game five. Or, that was that, that, that was was first four. round. Four first round. That was the first round. It was him, Federico, and was it Plager next to him? Well, and then like well, he didn't grab f- the Stanley Cup final game four was him solo. Yeah, and then game six was him, Federico. And Plager. Yeah, that's right. And that's when And he was so screwed up that uh, I think Plager, like, pulled the microphone away from it him. It was great. So, good times there. So, Brett, like I said, Brett Hall kind of almost, like, obviously very famous off being a very good hockey player. Did I send you uh, the pass from Wayback Point Fest? Yes, where he was. Uh, it's him, like, during that moment. Yeah. Him yelling, like, hey, it's like him, and it's at the Wayback Point Fest. Oh, uh, God. It's great. So, I'm sure, I think Fandango put that out there yeah. as well. So, very funny. So, we're on part four of our uh, uh, retrospectives, the last part, the most important part. The real fun part. Yeah, the fun part where the Blues, furious comeback. Jordan Bennington is, you know, the darling of the league right now. Helped carry the Blues to the playoffs. Almost a central title that we talked about. Yeah, one point away. And you play, we talked about them playing the Winnipeg Jets. We were very apprehensive about them playing the Jets due to mm-hmm. our history with them. And so we're going to go through each series here. And like me and Chris had talked about beforehand in our planning session, if we talk about every game in detail, you would have a three-hour-long podcast. Correct. If not longer. And that wouldn't be fun. No. So we're going to kind of go through the series in a whole, highlight the, I guess, high point or maybe even low point sure. of a series. Or I would say important moment, let's say that at least. I would say the critical moment of a series. There we go. That's a better word I was looking for. Or maybe defining moment. There we go. Even better. So – and then talk about that, and you'll hear that you'll hear that during the podcast, and kind of what we thought about the series, right? When we wrapped up those series, so obviously, first series we just talked about the Blues face the Winnipeg Jets. The Blues do not have home ice; they get to go to Winnipeg. It was kind of interesting start where the Blues pulled out two wins. The start you know, of the series, I I remember the weeks leading up to. Uh, this series, there was still a little bit of discussion on who was going to start in goal. You know, do you ride the hot hand in Jordan Bennington or do you go with experience in Jake Allen? And I think you and I both were like, why is this even a question? Yeah. But there, it was a legitimate question amongst the Blues um, 
talking heads and the NHL talking heads on who you put in net. I don't know why. Yeah. But I think I, most people said the hot hand, but I think there was sure. still there's still the small clamoring out there where it's like, hey, a guy who Jake Allen in the past, I mean, obviously the Minnesota series a couple of years ago, mind you, in the, in the past. He was insane in that series. Yeah, he was the only reason they – I 100% out. agree. So, like you said, who are they going to go with? Obviously, Jordan Bennington and yep. the, the uh, Cinderella story that was uh, his season. Um, so, yeah, the Blues win the first two in Winnipeg. And, and honestly, I think in both of those games, Winnipeg, by and large um, – had the game in control at least at one point of the game. Yeah, the uh, the Blues came back in both of these games. Correct. Uh, definitely in game one, uh, they scored two third period goals, one with two minutes left. Yep. To win that one, uh, they barely pulled it out in the second one, four to three. Yep, and that was a back and forth affair. Yes, that was a, a very uh, hard fought game. Blues kind of laid an egg with their first home game. Boy, did they six to three. It reminds me of the home opener when they got uh, trounced. That yeah. game just fell apart real quickly. Uh, game six. Game four was a very tight game. The Blues, mm-hmm. it wasn't a late goal there by uh, – not late goal, but an early third period goal late in the game. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko on a power play. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, Winnipeg ties it with under a minute left. And you knew it was coming. And then we and you were, saw we were at the other end of the ice when uh-huh. it happened. And uh, just as they rush down, we're where they go, uh-oh, and Winnipeg wins. Yep. So ties the series, going back to Winnipeg, and – the game did not look good in game five. No, it didn't. I mean, Winnipeg scored in the first minute. Yeah, 20 seconds in. Yep. Uh, had all the momentum. Had another goal later in the first mm-hmm. off a kind of breakaway. So 2 nothing, And the, it was like that all the way to the third period where the Blues slowly chipped away. Ryan O'Reilly gets a goal Yep. early on, on the, I believe, on the power play. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a, a kind of contested goal, if you remember this one. The Brayden Shen goal. Brayden Shen goal with uh, Oscar Sundquist getting taken down by Dustin Bufflin. Yep, and dislodging uh, the net. Dislodging net, but it uh, dislodged as the puck went across the line. Yep. So, goal. And then the most improbable of goals happens here with the Blues late in the third. Uh, Jacob Trouba turns over the puck, and this is what happens. He'll tip it around again. Alexander Steen. Truba gets it back for the Jets. Nowhere to go. It's under Morrissey. Pops free. Shankly can't clear it. Bozak in front. They score! Schwartz tipped it in. I do not believe it. Schwartz has given the Blues with 15 seconds to go. A 3-2 lead. This is crazy. All the chances that Schwartz has had. He bangs this one out of midair. Unbelievable persistency in the offensive zone. They are going crazy at ballpark village in St. Louis, and why would they be? Holy jumping. The Blues have got a 3-2 lead with 15 seconds remaining. Grabbed by Bozek. He centers, they score! Jaden Schwartz has put the Blues on top 3-2. 15 seconds to go in regulation. Jaden Schwartz pumping. Smiling, the bench went absolutely nuts, and that is the most exciting uh, time. I'm excited I've heard a Darren Pang ever. Oh, without a doubt. I think people. I think the funniest uh, thing I heard where somebody's like, "I think I know what Darren Pang's uh, o face and sound is now." Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think we all kind of made the same reaction. I was on my couch and I scared the bejesus out of my dog because I jumped up screaming. Um, you know, I think. One of the stories that that goes a little bit unlooked in these playoffs 
was that as snake bit as Jaden Schwartz was for most of the regular season, he was the man in these playoffs. Yeah, for definitely the first three rounds. Yeah, sure. and, and this goal was just right place, right time. And, and what, keep your stick down. Yep, and then got it like perfectly, puts it by Hellebuck, and just like stunned. I mean, looking at that crowd, I mean – I think that's a backbreaker moment of the series. Yeah, because we uh, we'll talk about that. Like you know, we'll, t- we'll finish up here. But yeah, when Schwartz did that, and you saw like the air. Like I mean, we've had as Blues fans, we well know backbreaking moments. Oh yeah, in life where you just the air is sucked out of a room. Like, and and I'm not even going to say like because I'm sure the the first thought that everyone goes to when you say as Blues fans is the Iserman goal. I don't even want to include that because that's an elimination goal. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about like. The Jonathan Tays overtime goal in game five from like 2016? Seven, 15. It was the year before. 16 is when we The year five. that we had Ryan Miller. Yeah, like, 15. That's the type of goal I'm talking about. Yeah. That's on par with this Jaden Schwartz goal. Yeah. It didn't eliminate you from the series, but it breaks you as a team. Mm, yeah. Like, it completely destroys you as a locker room. And I think that is obviously from what happens in game five did that to the Jets because game five comes to St. Louis and the Jets are just not in this game yep. at game, all. Game six. So game Sorry, five game was, six. You're right. So, but you're hundred percent correct on that where that game was, it was over as soon as it started. Yeah. We scored a minute in uh yep. Schwartz scores a minute in yep. off of Braden Schwartz, uh, a Braden Chen to Jaden Schwartz. There right. we go. Include the two together there. And, uh, no minute in, Schwartz gets a goal that was uh, Hellebuck was not happy about when yep. uh, Maroon was right in front, but didn't touch Hellebuck. And then with a beautiful move on the uh, two-on-one, outweights the sliding defender, uh-huh. gets it by Hellebuck on the, on the blocker side, which how about you? I think I might have sent you this before, but there's a link out there on YouTube, and I highly suggest people to check this out. I'll tweet it out uh, after this podcast is released, uh, where it's like all Blues playoff goals in 2019. Oh wow! And it's something I literally watch at least once a week. I'll, to, I'll and so, I, so I kind of see like the goals because sometimes I didn't remember them. But kind of Hellbuck blocker side is freaking awful. Like, really, dude? Like I can't remember how. I mean, if you look at a lot of the goals, definitely in games one and two, he has been the blocker. I think out of the six goals that were scored there, five are blocker side. Wow, it was insane. But anyway, so the score is a little indicative, not indicative of how the game was. Because the Blues were dominating this game, and it For was sure. like, uh, there was a to my notes here. They only had one. They only had two shots through almost a period and a half of the game. I believe, if memory serves, they had one shot in the second. Yes, and then, one, and then they got one like so, at the beginning of the third, and then it, they had a little bit before they got going. Then they got a goal and got a goal late to make yep. it interesting. But the Blues pulled out three to two win. The series against the Jets, uh, I would say underdog pick in my opinion. Yeah, I you know At least NHL wise, we kind of for thought sure. It, we thought I mean, well, CD wise too. Up. We thought it was a toss up. I think I think I think I I think I actually picked the Jets in six. I think I I can tell you I picked the Blues in six in every series. So um, I'm consistent. You know, I think that uh, this was definitely an upset just because you know the Blues may have been the hottest team in the league going into it. But they're also playing a team that was widely picked to be a cup contender. And, you know, as has been shown, Winnipeg is not an easy place to play. And I think that by itself is the bigger story than the Blues upsetting Winnipeg 
is the Blues going three and zero in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's a story of these amazing, amazing stat. Yeah, and the the ineptitude of being really bad at home, but being amazing at uh, being amazing on the road. Right. Kind of the, it was definitely a story that was there during the playoffs. But I think like we'll talk about here. There's so many little stories mm. that come up. I mean, maybe that's just like a media thing, but so many things from this run that you can, when you go back and look at it, came up. Yep. What was the play of the third line that mm-hmm. emerged during the series we're coming up on? Or this, or in this, or we'll talk about San Jose series, another line stepping up. Or the rise, you know, how Bennington, how he was up and down kind of during the playoffs, sure. you know. So we'll get into all that. So like I said, there's so many little stories that we that came up, and it's pretty, uh, pretty great. So the Dallas series. In your opinion, this is my opinion, even the Stanley Cup final game, which I thought was very tough, I think this was the Blues' toughest series. Yeah, I think so. This is the series I obviously went to Game 7 double overtime, but I think this is the series where they they had the most trouble, even though they won some of the games. Yeah. These are there's sometimes where I'm like, man, they kind of didn't deserve to win that game compared, the, to, compared to the Winnipeg game when they came back and yeah, or they you know played you know and they blew the doors off them or whatever. But I think this is the series where you look back and like, wow, like this is probably the toughest one in my opinion at least. I would agree with that. You know, I think you look at the Stanley Cup final. We'll obviously get to it. Um, aside from Game Two, you know, you most of those games were won fairly convincingly. You know, game seven was never in question, nor was game six or five or four or three. Uh, one was close, um, but Boston just took control as the game went on. Game two was really the only game where you're like, oh, man, this is a, this is a tight game. But I felt like in this Dallas series, every game was hold on because it, it, you don't know who's going to win. Yeah, so it's definitely back and forth as uh, the scores were very indicative. Uh, game one, uh, Blues pulled out three to two. They didn't have a shot for most of the first period, mm-hmm. and the first shot went in, which you remember the Robbie Fabry goal, yep. where he got inserted in and he scores on the f- Blues' first shot, which is more than halfway through the period. Yep. Uh, so that was, uh, but the Blues got going. Power play goal by Tarasenko. Another great move by Tarasenko a for the great third goal. move for the, on the third goal, and the Blues hold on for a three to two win. Uh, Dallas pulls the second game out for the two. Yep. So the Blues uh, go tie going to. Dallas, back to Dallas. So they have home ice because the Blues, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas is the second wild card. Yep. So the other thing that's, I think it was, this is another game too, which is if I look back and had to pick up maybe a couple of games where I'm like, I think something, this might be a, this might be it, like the run, or this might be the one of the better chances we had to do, actually do it and win the whole thing was this game, was game three. And this isn't even my defining moment for this series. Sure. I just kind of think that. The Blues were down in this one. They were they they were down. They were winning two to one, tied late in the game two to two. If you remember, mm-hmm. then Petro had the goal about five minutes left. Where yep. after Dallas ties it and the place is going nuts. Yeah, and then Dallas the, ties Dallas again. ties again three to three. And then Pat Maroon mm-hmm. gets a goal here with a under a minute left, by a little over a minute left, minute twenty seven left. Uh, which kind of was weird because nobody really knew, goal. nobody knew it was like he basically got behind the net, pulls it in front, gets it by Ben Bishop scores there was no real indication it was a goal except for maroon knew it was in and then all the everybody celebrated so the blues pull out a four to three win and that was one i'm like wow this might be it because in the past when they blow when they blues give up that late of a goal and they came back with a petro goal and then they tied it and i was 100 percent like we're losing in overtime right and then they score this late goal and i'm like 
hmm, this may be it. This may be something. I think that, you know, there was in almost every round, there was a late regulation goal that turned out to be big. Obviously, we talked about the Jaden Schwartz one versus Winnipeg, and this is the one. And obviously, you can't talk about this series without talking about Pat Maroon. This is where Pat Maroon became the hometown hero. Yeah, it it wasn't in any other series. Yeah, it was, it was this Dallas series. Dude had two game winners. Yeah, and we talked. We talked. We always give him trouble with a floor hockey legend, but right. to a degree, man, like he got almost a St. Louis Blues legend. Like when that, oh, that, for sure, that guy's gonna come back. You know, spoiler alert, he's, obviously not with us in the Tampa anymore. But look, man, I I think I made this comment on Twitter, maybe close to after the season, if not for sure when he left. Like it's David Freeze two point Mm-hmm. There's nothing left for him to do here. Nothing. Would it have been great for him to stay? Sure. But look, man, there is legitimately nothing else you need to prove here that's going to raise your status as a Blues icon. You have the double overtime winner in Game 7. You brought the Stanley Cup home to St. Louis for the first time ever as the only guy from St. Louis on that team. Like, you're set. You're never going to pay for another meal or drink in this town again. Like, there's nothing left for you to prove here. So, go do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, man, like this was this was the beginning, I think, of Pat Maroon really like turning it on and people starting to notice. Like, he had a decent series against Winnipeg, mm-hmm. but this was the start of people like, all right, Pat Maroon came to play. Yeah, that that whole third line that we talked about there is always like a sto- like another story, and then that third line, I almost say you can say dominated almost like because oh the, for sure like they did like the Tyler Bozak, Pat Maroon, Robert Thomas line yep was con- consistently noticeable games one through seven in the series without a doubt, and that's just a matchup problem that like we said like I said if Dallas had the depth they might have been able to pull this one out. If memory serves, I think the one thing that you and I both said about this series was that while Dallas's top end may be higher, our depth is better. Yeah, that's a, that's I think a general consensus, and then that's kind of what happened. And in it this was series. proven. I mean, that Bozak line was good. Every time they stepped on the ice, you knew that they could score, and a lot of times they did. Yep. So we talked about the game three. We just kind of went over. And as much as I said, oh, this could be it, then the Blues drop the next two, game four and five. So mm-hmm. they drop at Dallas, they four to two, so tie the series. Then they drop two to one in St. Louis, game five, and they go into game six. And a lot of people were like, yep, this is it, because they were just no way they are going to pull us out. And the Blues killed them. Killed them. Like, it literally almost killed Ben Bishop, if you if memory yep. serves correct. Uh with the goal by uh, – it was by Jaden Schwartz, technically. You know, it was a shot by Pareko. Oh, it was actually by Steen. Steen is the one who threw the one towards the net that he directed, the shot that took out uh, I thought Steen corralled and scored the goal. It hit off Schwartz. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, Pareko broke, throw, yeah. Pareko broke uh, Ben Bishop. And then Ben Bishop uh, let it, uh, Sammy Blay goal out to make it 4 to A four real week. Not weak, but like – Slap shot on a breakaway. So I mean, You, you should have had it. Yeah. That's when that's when I was very much like kind of pissed at like old Ben Bishop because like remember if, uh, Ryan O'Reilly skates by him it was like a two on zero mm-hmm. and he puts his stick out and tries to trip Ryan O'Reilly right. and Riley you know, caught himself I'm like you mother like, yeah. like 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 dude you got beat it, nothing bad nothing bad happened I like it's just like whatever 
all comes down to game seven. I mean, you're at this game. I legit probably aged a good couple years from this oh, yeah. game. I lost a couple years off my life because of this game. The Blues start off early. Vince Dunn scores to get it going. Yep. And remember, off a scram- off a really bad bounce, remember it hit off the hit ref. Off the ref. And hit off the side of the net and goes right to Matt Zuccarello, and he scores the goal to make it 1-1. One one. And the Blues fans are pissed. Like, once again, getting screwed. And you mm-hmm. think, like, all right, this, the hockey guys are against us again. Overtime happens. Janie well, Ben. Also remember, Dallas damn near scores at the end of regulation. Yes. On uh, a wraparound. Jamie Ben. I was ready to yeah. Jamie Ben round I mean, on the line. I mean, uh-huh. I mean uh Bennington had his pad there, but I mean it was It was damn close. I mean another two inches probably if yeah. he has it back. And and that game been, is over in regulation. Yep, and that's the end of this whole run. But once again, another great save by Bennington, who's holding them in this. I mean, it, they were, he was under siege a little bit during this game. It was, I was I say definitely back and forth at times. Yes. But it was in chunks. Yeah. Like the Blues would be, like, really good for a chunk and had a lot of pressure, and then there would be nothing for a long time. And it would be, like, dumping, get it out of the zone, change, and then be another rush yep. back down. Yep. And so it was back and forth. And then uh, this uh, off another amazing one, – one of a couple amazing calls during this playoffs that Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale did. Then this happens. Blues face 53 shots. Blues control. This is Thomas. Thomas shoots. That's behind him. It's not going to go to Yeah, that one still gives me like chills listening to that. That's a great one. Yeah, that's one of those that when we're gonna be a lot more older, and then they're gonna be showing this this kind of what we're doing. Retro <laughs> yeah, that'll back. be played forever. That'll be played for a really really long time during games, and more like to get the crowd hyped mm. and stuff, you know. So there was so I don't Matt know if it's, wins in overtime. I don't know if it's online or not, uh, but there was a phenomenal segment the next day on NHL Network where they broke down this play. From face-off to goal. It might be. I don't have to find it. I know talking about, though. They talk about how Maroon and Thomas switched sides on the play, on the face-off because of what side of the goal it was and how it was a drawn-up play for Thomas to curl around behind Bozak and basically Maroon was plowing the road and clearing the path for him. Um, but they And they do it slow motion you know, in the studio on their, on their floor hockey rink, but... Um, it really, for those people who like may not understand all the A, B's and C's of hockey, it's, if you can find it, if we can find it, we'll post it. Um, it was a really good breakdown of explaining exactly 
how that play was drawn up and how they executed it perfectly. Yeah, it's uh, and the Blues, like all you should do, marketed it in that exact diagram that you're talking about. That was on shirts, and there's actually a, a plaque you can buy. Yep. Of that, at least I was at the store. I remember during the playoff run, I remember seeing it on shirts, and then that the next day, which is brilliant for them. Yep. But also very good. So the Blues beat the Dallas Stars in seven, move on to face the San Jose Sharks in the conference finals. So the Blues a faced a couple, foe. Years, a couple years ago, and the Blues have history. Remember they lost to them, and remember probably the, one of the greatest teams ever assembled. Uh, they won. Yeah. One of, like I said, I said I think the Gretzky one is up there. I, I, think I would that, say this is remember, this is in the top three. I teams. for sure thought that that team in 2016 could win the Stanley Cup when they won the uh, President's Trophy, and then Roman Turek just forgot how to play goal in yep. the series. So yeah, I thought that the team that lost to San Jose three years ago definitely could have won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, they just ran out of steam. I yeah, think they would have beat too. Pittsburgh. I really, really do. Yeah. So facing San Jose. Game one didn't start off really well. The Blues just never kind of had their footing and didn't look great. Six to three loss. Right. Uh, Blues come back, play a lot better game, eke it out four to two. And the one we're going to highlight here is maybe the one that you thought of because the first two, obviously, we talked about goals that happened for the Blues. Right. This is one that happened against the Blues, and we'll get we'll get into we'll do the highlight first, and then we'll talk about the whole game. about a potential hand pass here. That's what Bennington's talking about. He's wondering if there was a hand pass here. I don't think this is reviewable. This will be the referee similar to the puck over the glass. A rush, Meyer fires it as he hits the puck there. The glove pass from Meyer to Nyquist is where the play should have been blown down. And then it went over to Carlson. There's your glove. There's your goal through the five hole. Blues are slamming their sticks. Bennington cracked his stick on the boards, and now he's talking to Mark Jonet and Dan O'Rourke. The two referees, Johnny Murray and Matt McPherson, are the linesmen on a controversial finish to this game three. And there is stuff flying this out of the stands onto the ice. So, and like I said, when we did this uh, episode, I think it's one of my best uh, titles ever did, by the way. Yeah. It was uh, hand-jobbed. So, uh, that is 100% true. Correct. And we'll, we'll have a little clip of that one at the end here when I'll talk about it. I, uh, that goal happened on the far side from where my seats were. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't exactly see what had happened uh, or why everyone was at the uh, the scoring desk. Um, but... Once we saw the replay, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a hand pass for sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the refs actually had to come down to where my corner of the seats are to leave. And I'm telling you right now, both Braden Shen and Bennington are real lucky that when they threw their sticks, they didn't make contact with the ref because they didn't miss by much, and that would have been a suspendable offense. Oh, yeah, because Bennington slammed his stick really loud. Shen slammed his stick on the glass. Yeah, it was bad. So we'll get to that. I want to play the clip first to kind of set the mood for how this is going to go. So for this game, Blues did not start off really well. No. Down 2 nothing early. Joe Thornton scores. 
make it two nothing. Steen comes back and scores. Yes. Two to one. But then quickly Joe Thornton scores again. Yes. So three to one. And you're like, man, like I really thought they would, you know, play well. The second period comes around and the Blues score four unanswered goals and just look like world beaters. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap. Like and you're like, this is good. this is it. So they wound up getting it's four to four. I score three goals, excuse me, to make it four to four. Going into the uh, four to three, going into the third period, last second goal by San Jose and Logan Couture, unfortunately, with like I thirty seconds dude. left. I yeah. hate him. Correct. Um, overtime happens, and like we said, stupid celebrations. Correct, and like we said, the hand pass happens. Yep. So Eric Carlson gets the goal to uh, win it in overtime, and the Blues aren't happy, and it's obviously not supposed to be a goal. Obviously, and having. And as Blues fans, maybe we're uptight when it comes to commentators. I get it. Like, we always think everybody's against us. Right. I think a lot of fans are like that. But it was interesting to see somebody like Mike Milbury, who really hasn't given the Blues much of a chance through two rounds so far, when he's like, and the Blues just got screwed out of a game. When it's like. It's the it, truth. When every single one of the comment, when they like, when they're at the point where the uh, Liam, whatever, McKee, whatever, Liam, yeah. whatever he is, the guy who does the studio, the head studio yeah. guy. And he's like, all right, we need to talk about something else. And they have to like, because it's such a talking point, they talked about it for a good 15, 20 minutes after the game, just this play. Well, how could you not? That's what he, And then they try to get into the game because basically they're saying how much the Blues got screwed. And, and somebody said, you know, the NHL called and said, you need to say, talk about the game. Get off that. And they tried to get to the point where the refs, like, basically locked themselves in the room. Oh, yeah. And had to, like, according to what was on Twitter, had a police escort to get out of there. And uh-huh. then Doug Armstrong slamming his hand on the door, saying that the effed up, that they screwed up, you know, that he effed up very loudly. Well, them. they did. And, it's, and that and that's refing crew did not work after this game. Right. They were, they were taken out of the playoff rotation. I think that, you know, and look, hindsight is always 20-20. Um, and... The the line on what's reviewable and not reviewable, regardless of sport, is always up for debate. I truly think that the NHL needs to adopt a policy like the NFL. At least in the playoffs, every scoring play is reviewable. Which happened afterwards. Huh? Like, every one. Yep. And it, it regardless of what the infraction is, Every scoring play gets reviewed. Yeah, which now it does. Because of this play. Yeah. So. The you want to know what really pissed me off more than anything else in the post game of this game was Eric Carlson's comments at the media desk. And look, man, like I get that you're not gonna go up and go, Yeah, man, we shouldn't have won that game. That was a bad call. I understand you're not gonna say that. But there's a way to admit it without having to admit it. And the way you say that is, you know, I'm out there playing hockey. The puck comes to me and I shot it. That's that's all I can tell you. Yeah. You know, if he had said that, I would have been fine with everything. But he went on this very smug diatribe about, well, we're not that we're out there playing hockey. We're not playing handball. Why are we talking about hand passes? Or, yeah. Something I, basically trying to like trying to be trying to be snarky about it. Basically. Yeah. And I was like. MF, are you, I know you've seen the replay by now. I know you have. Yeah. Like, you even, don't. Even your own teammates were like, 
Yeah, I haven't seen the replay yet, but uh, you know, we got this win, so we'll move on to the next one. That's, That's fine. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. You didn't have to be like smug about yep. it. Yep. Like you don't have to admit, yeah, man, we stole one. Because I get you're never going to say that. Oh yeah. But that comment right there, I was like, f you and your Johnny Depp wannabe haircut and facial hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the reason why we both chose this as the defining moment of the series was this was a how do you react moment. Yep. You know, and the Blues reacted well. Yeah. Do you do you fold and go, well, the, the, it's just not our year. The, the hockey gods are against us. Or do you brush it off, get back up, and play hockey and just beat them into submission? And obviously we know which path they took. Because games five and six were just smacked. Well, four, five, and six were yeah. smackdowns. Yeah, so four was a little closer, so two to one. But that was more uh, – Bennington played very well in this one. Yep. And uh, I would say borderline stole it because the Blues got a couple goals and held on for two to one win. Yep. The game five win is where the uh, where uh, we officially wore them down with checking and then their injuries came through. Carlson, I think we killed them. Carlson – Probably shouldn't have played this game. Agreed. Gave up the early one to Oscar Sundquist. Yep. And the Blues just went on a tear after that. Jaden Schwartz getting his second uh, hat trick of the playoffs here. Yep. And Blues winning five to nothing. And the Blues just wasn't even a contest. Yep. Benton's first ever playoff shutout. Very nice. Joel Pav- Joel Pavelski, his last game as a Shark. Correct. Uh, the Blues, and then who was somebody else? Oh, Timo Meyer was hurt as well. Uh, hurdle out. Was it Hurdle or Timo Meyer? I think Hurdle. Okay. So he was out with concussion then. Yeah. So they had virtually nobody. No one. No game, one. Uh, game six. Uh, they tried to make it all cute to say like, oh, Pavelski is a game time decision. Because Carlson was already ruled out early. Yes. He didn't even travel with the team. No. The other two were game time decisions. Yeah. And then, the, but closer to game time, when we were sitting at our seats trying to look it up and everybody Neither saying like, came out. they were just like, they're not out there. They didn't even skate. So their locker room, their lockers weren't even made up with their gear. So anyway. The Blues use that momentum and beat the crap out of them five to one. Yeah, didn't wasn't really a contest once again. Um, like you said, so after the hand the hand pass goal, the Blues went on a twelve to two go- run. Yeah, beat for, the pudding out of for them. goals for and goals against. So I mean, the Blues locked down and forgot about it. And that's one thing that Craig Brube preached about a ton. Yeah, was during this series was like it happened. He's like, I remember. I think his exact words were. Like, did you see the replay? And like for the hand pass, and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, well, "That's what happened. We're going to the next game." And just like brushed off. He let the guys be pissed, and then he went to the locker room and said, "We're done. Time to move on." And yeah, that's what they did. And that's one of the reasons why he was made a uh, uh, permanent head coach instead of just the uh, regular head coach. So, and then we wrapped up that series, uh, the San Jose series, and you can tell we were a little excited talking about it. I was surprised. Like, I'm not calling you out or anything, but, you know, obviously you'll talk about it. But, like, you were very – you are getting teary-eyed during this, during the uh, closing seconds. Oh, dude. Especially it's... after the Bozak goal when we're like, oh, crap. Like, we're up by three with, like, five minutes left. Like, I think that's when I allowed myself to relax. Yeah, because you said going into the third period. We're gonna, we'll break down the game, but we'll kinda, I want to talk about our feelings right off the bat just because it's fresh in everybody's sure. mind. Um, you said going into the third period, you're like – I can't relax yet. And no. I, and then it's just one of those things where we, where I was like, I'm with you. Like I, I have this feeling, I think we're okay. But at the same time, like you have that feeling down inside you where it's like, it could go wrong. Oh, uh, it's, and that's a blues fan thing. A hundred percent. 
I tweeted it out going into the third period, and I was like, this is where being a Blues fan messes with your head because so many times, you know, and it doesn't matter what the round is, first round, second round, you know, in, in 2016, when we went to the Western Conference Final, when we had teams that were supposed to win and were picked to win the whole damn thing, something always happened. Something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the top of my head, I close my eyes and I will forever see Steve Eiserman dumping the puck in in double overtime in 1996 and putting it right over John Casey's shoulder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, it's tough to watch still. I mean, there's that. There's so many years of losing to the Blackhawks and or Kings in the first round and watching them go on to win the cup when, you know, people would always say one of these three teams is going to win it. And every year we were out in the first round. There's, you know, so many times where you think you're safe and then something so blues-esque would happen and you'd lose. Look, a, a very good friend of mine, Marty, um, Game one of the season, when we just got the doors blown off us mm-hmm. by the Winnipeg Jets, looked at me and goes, well, that's so blues. And that became a hashtag we used for almost the entire first half of the season when they would find ways to lose when they should win, is we just look at each other and be like, that's so blues. And, you know, it's it's true. It is, I think the only fan bases that can um, sympathize with us are, honest to God, the Boston Red Sox and Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. And the job's not done yet. You know, we're, we're, we've got more to go. But I think as far as tortured fan bases, maybe the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, because they, you know, hockey's number one up there by a long yeah, shot. But so. it's just, man, like, you might have to throw the Capitals into there to a degree, maybe, but still. Up by two, man. You know, up by two with 20 minutes left. And a game, as we'll talk about, that the Blues, by and large, just dominated. Mm-hmm. And I still had that pit in my stomach like, they're going to screw it up. Yep. They're, they're, they're going to screw it up, and they're going to lose this game. Yeah, so like I said, fantastic. Like, Fantastic feeling, and it's just one of those things where I, I was surprised I kept it together, but I was just more like, wow, this is actually happening. Yeah. This is I was more like that the whole time, and then I think, honestly, not until even in the car when we were driving home because we stuck around for a good 45 minutes after the game. Yeah. Hanging yeah. out and just getting a, a hat and everything, and just even looking at that on the way out, you're like, wow, that's uh, seeing the Stanley Cup thing on the back of the hat and everything. You're just like, wow, that's we're the finals. And then you kind of, I got home and I'm just kind of sitting there like, Oh man, like that's when it kind of hit me. And I was kind of like, that's when I kind of lost it. Just sitting at home, just like, Oh Jesus. Like this is uh, something I've waited for my whole life. And, and it kind of, uh, all right, I'll get into it later. Cause I don't want to lose it now. So let's go, let's go let's rewind to do the whole well, series before we, before we get into the break. Sure. Because, Cause obviously the game six is going to be our huge the, discussion. The last thing that I'll equate it to is, and you're younger than me. I remember when I was in kindergarten, the Cardinals won the world series. And 82. I remember being, 82. I remember 82. 82. 
Okay. I remember being excited for it and being happy, but not not really like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I don't remember watching any of the games. Like I remember my parents bought me a world championship shirt and I had a pennant and it was fun and stuff like that. But, you know, and I kind of remember 85. I do remember 87. Um, But after that, it was just a wasteland to be a Cardinals fan. The the 90s by and large sucked. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of runs where they got into the playoffs. uh, But, you know, they didn't reach the World Series again until 2004 and got Mm -hmm. swept out by the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, which but then in 2006, oh yeah, and then in 2006 when they finally won it, that's the only thing that compares to me as a sports fan to what I felt on uh, on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's the- all right, and finally here we are for the first time in 49 years, the Blues are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, and you're just like, wow, the first time since we've been alive. Yes, so. A lot of, I would say, majority of blue, a good chunk of Blues fans were not around for when the Blues were last time there. So you know what I remember going back to the the Western Conference Final was once they won um, Game Five. After every game, I was like, "This is the farthest the Blues have ever been in my life." This yep. is because you know we had only seen them win win two games in the Western Conference Final before that. Yeah, we only saw ten playoffs wins. All we ever saw. Yeah. So, you know, each time it was, this is the furthest they've ever been. This is the furthest they've ever been. Um, but there was something so gratifying about seeing that team take the ice with the Stanley Cup final patch on their jerseys. It's yep. like, it's something that, you know, I, I'm, 40, I'm 42, man, and you start to wonder, like, am I ever going to see it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a valid question. Like, we've we've talked about many times in this podcast, of all the different things that have happened throughout the years yeah. of – being a Blues fan, it's like you get beaten down so much. And when you're right, when you think you're ready to make the next step, something happens, then the team's sold, and you go into a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Or you have the greatest player of all time on your team, and then you're and Steve Eisman scores from the red line. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where blue, whatever you're called, blue line, red line, still in the middle, wherever the hell he was. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things where I went, went to this series very much like you're just happy to be there. Like we talked, we had talked about that on the podcast, which I'll we'll we'll, we'll put that at the end of this clip. But, um, but you still wanted to win, you know? Oh, you, for sure. Yeah, it was one of those things. We were just so excited to be there. So, Blues started off well, game one. Yep, up to nothing. Uh, early Looked in the second, great in the Looked, first period and a half. Great, Bennington saving the puck a lot, and just kind of fell apart slowly. Yeah, uh, Blues had Blues could not stay out of the box. Nope, they uh, could not. So a lot of power plays, which contributed to some power play goals. Blues drop the first one four to two in Boston. So then the first one is we're going to do a couple of clips here because I think this is a very important moment in Blues history. Yes. So Blues uh, going to overtime very ner- very nervously, and I was uh, at my house watching this, and then I literally woke up. Luckily, my wife was next to me when this happened, but I woke up my daughter doing this, and then uh, Mister uh, Carl Gunnarsson becomes the first ever St. Louis Blue to get a game winning goal. Sundquist set up at the opposite circle. Across to Gunnarsson, the shot, he scores! The Blues win it in overtime and have evened the series! He scores! 
What an overtime for the St. Louis Blues. They dominated, and Carl Gunnarsson on a delayed penalty call has given St. Louis a 3-2 win and a 1-1 tie in the Stanley Cup final. And Jim, the Stanley Cup is about creating heroes, and how about Gunnarsson? Hasn't had a point in 21 games, none in this playoffs, and none bigger for number four than to even this series at one. And that is, once again, we talked about another call that's always going to be mm-hmm. by Kerber that's going to be played over and over again. And that's story. Yep. And also the story coming out of that, which we talk, we'll we say again. Carl Gunnarsson was, during after the third period, was <laughs> taking a piss. Yeah. And Brewery came to Brewery and says, I need another chance. I just need well, one remember, more shot. He, he damn near won it in regulation. Yes, that's what I mean. He hit the post in regulation, about three and a half minutes left yep. or so. And he said, I need one more shot. And, I, and he's like, I can do it. And the coach was like, all right, let's do this. And they went out there and he did it. And the Brewery, that was the first kind of like story he said. And I, thought, and I just love kind of that. You know, kind of cadence from uh, Brube. Just to, you know, that was the first thing he said at the podium after he right. didn't say like, "Oh, great game by our guys," but yeah, I talked to Carl, and this is what happened. Uh, and so the Blues, Blues fans are kind of riding high, and uh, the Blues, and then the city is alive. Like I like being down there for Game Three um, for the outdoor thing, mind you, near tornado that day, but yeah. that's kind of what happened. It happens, and uh, the Blues did not. Show, we showed up to the game. Yeah. The Blues didn't really show up. The Blues dropped this one 7-2. to two. I got to tell you that aside from the fact that the Blues got their heads beat in, it might be one of the most damn near perfect days of my life. Yeah. it. I took my dad, uh, which to me, you know, for decades of my dad taking me to games as a kid, to be able to take my dad mm. to the first Stanley Cup final game in St. Louis in 49 years was awesome. Yeah. And also, um, mind you, before the storm, beautiful day outside, too. Amazing day outside. Yeah. Um, if that couldn't make it great, uh, I had told Jason, and we didn't say anything on Eric because there's been a couple times where me and this guy have come close to connecting but never have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting in my seats with my dad, and uh, I hear this voice go, Hey, Chris. And I turn around, and it's Craig Janney who we had been – Craig and I actually do follow each other on Twitter, which boggles my mind. Um, but he had sent me a message saying, hey, I'm going to be at Game 3 because I had posted that I was going to wear my Janny jersey for good luck to Game 3. And I had sent him a message, and I was like, I know you're going to have a lot of pulls on your time. If you have five minutes to say hi, I would love to come see you. I was like, I'm in Section 110, but I will meet you wherever. And uh, and he came and found me, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but the atmosphere in that arena leading into face-off was like nothing I have experienced in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It was – there were so many generations of people who, like like we said, we're just happy to be here. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to put it into words, the fact that, like – it was almost like it's it's real. Like oh, yeah. it's it's one thing to see it on TV and be like, wow, man, the Blues are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's or awesome. seeing the Stanley Cup on the outside of the building as you walk in. It's seeing the ice say Stanley Cup Finals. Seeing the Jumbotron have the Stanley Cup Final logo on it. You know, the outside of the building done up, the inside of the building done up. Every time you bought um, souvenirs, they came in like these giant, 
um, collectible bags that were black with a silver Stanley Cup on it. And, like, everything about it was next level and awesome and so fantastic that it sucks that the game didn't go the way that we wanted it to. But like I said, aside from what happened on the ice that day, possibly one of maybe the best single hockey day of my life aside from the final score. Yep. So Blues dropped that one seven two. Then we go to game four. Yep. And you're a little nervous on how things how the Blues gonna come out. I'd say I think we all agreed it was a must win. Yeah, the like, Blues have to come out and like show that, you know, they're they need to set the tone, basically is what me and you kinda said between yes. this. And uh Ryan O'Reilly did that. Quick score, Ryan O'Reilly. This is where he starts his MVP run, basically. Like he's done good throughout the playoffs, but uh, he, yeah. like we all said, he was hurt. You know, because oh, yeah. his playoff, his faceoff percentage was way down. Usually, one of the best guys in the league, and he was down even below the like about average. Yeah, but uh, came through here, gets the early goal, gets the game, also the game winning goal. Correct. And the Blues, Braden Shen finishes it off four to two. The Blues tie it up, going back to Boston. So go to Boston, and then Jordan Bennington plays one hell of a game. Yes, he does. And the Blues sneak this one out two to one. Yep, a very yeah. controversial two to one win. Correct. Vanoa uh, Chari getting a, eh, not say slew footed, but I mean he got slew footed. Eh, I don't say. think it was as intentional as people make it out to be. Yeah, I think he. But was, he got slew footed. Yeah, so he gets taken out. No call. The call goes the Blues way after a lot of a series of series of calls that have not gone the Blues way for. Three series, and then this one happened. And this is my other – when this one happened, this is my other moment when I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're actually going to do it. Like, when that happened, that no call happened, they scored. Mind you, it was a 2 nothing score, and it easily could have went Agreed. the other way. I just had this feeling where I uh, turned to my wife and I was watching the game, and I said, they're actually going to win a cup. And she's like, this is on game five, right? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, this doesn't happen. You don't understand. Like, Agreed. that happens. We get the goal taken away. They get a penalty. They and immediately get a score. And then they score. That's yeah. what happens. Like, in, my, in our, my Blues mind. For sure. That's what happens. And it didn't. Right. And that's why I told her, like, we're going to win the cup. And she's like, are you okay? And I really, like, truly felt and, like, had this weird, calm confidence. Even after the, what happens the next game. When the Blues, once again, another great day outside. Mm-hmm. Blues game six. Getting in the building is probably one of the hottest tickets in the last... Probably since the NFC Championship game, I want to say. I would say so. I would, I say, would say so. I would say that's probably the, the 99 one. Yes. Yeah. I would say that's probably the, because they were talking, you're eating thousands of dollars for tickets. We know somebody that spent a good chunk of money on tickets for this game. $1,200 for a ticket. Correct. And that's a lot of money. Yes. And then the results weren't there. The Blues mm. down quickly 3 to 3 nothing. make it 3-1, to one, never can recover, 5-1. to one. 
and the pundits are out saying St. Louis is done. Boston is going to – they're going home. They have the momentum. They're going to roll over St. Louis. I had this weird like, hey, man, they got a shot. They got one more chance. Absolutely. And, they, and, and being a St. Louis fan, and we've said about this, we use this line millions of times probably, it's never easy. No. Never. The Blues never take the easy way. This was, however, the first time all playoffs that the Blues failed to close out an opponent when they had a chance. Yep. And that was, unfortunately, well, I guess at all times you could have, I guess, uh, Moon Knights didn't fail on this one. Right. So, no wins at Noah, Noah win at home. So, go to game seven. So, a day that's probably going to go down in uh, history. So, June 12th. And it's a Wednesday night. The Blues start off the game. Don't look great. No, they don't. Like we said, we're well, gonna, we're, you know what? Let me rephrase that because I actually just rewatched this game two nights ago on NHL Network. The Blues controlled the puck very well, okay. and they kept it in the offensive zone. They didn't get any shots, and they let a lot of Boston. High Not danger. odd man rushes, but high percentage shots yeah. get through. Yeah, but the Blues did a hell of a job in the first seven minutes of keeping the play in Boston's end. They just couldn't do anything with it. They'd cycle it. They'd cycle it. They'd cycle it. They got maybe one or two shots, nothing of any real danger, but they controlled a lot of the play. But then Boston came on. Yeah. So the, the Blues withstood the the storm mm-hmm. and originally people thought it might have been a jay bowman struggle which which i wish it was god i, I, I wish it was i too. love it was ryan riley deflect this in blues go up early one nothing period's about over luckily brad marchand makes a huge mistake decides to make a line change what are you thinking was set about, eh, about let's say 15 seconds so about 13 seconds left yep. uh jane schwartz gets into the zone still chases the puck down Gets a, t- a perfect pass to a streaking Alex Petrangelo, who should have been picked up by the forward. Who left? Who left? Brad and then the, the replacement was about a good five strides behind Petrangelo. Couldn't yep. get to him. Petrangelo puts a backhander pass to Karask. 2 nothing going into the second period. Yep. And I'll tell you what, like, I was, you know, obviously super nervous, but man, it's like, we're almost there. Looking back on the game, because you were not in, unfortunately. Because we were going to try to watch the game, but I was you, in Louisville. you had to go to Louisville for work, so I decided just to just hunker down at home yep. and not go to and watch with anybody. Because anytime I watch it with somebody, bad outside of happen. being at the game, bad things happen. So I hunkered down at home. Looking back on this goal, this is the goal that breaks Boston's back. But seven point six seconds. But left. as you're watching the game, all you can think of is there's still forty minutes to play. This is still the St. Louis Blues. They're going to find a way to fuck it up. Yeah. So things keep going along. And then as we get going, Vladimir Tarasenko gets kind of an amazing pass here, which it goes through the legs of Sedano Char, who is playing, you know, getting getting props. I'll give the guy props with a broken jaw yep. in multiple places. So this is in a third period. Braden Shen gets a goal at the 11.25 mark uh, off a perfect pass from Tarasenko. A- Perfect pass. And one time it passed him, 3 nothing, And then also David Perron, excuse me, fan favorite David Perron. Correct. Uh, makes a, a pretty amazing play, deking out of like three Boston players in the corner. Yep. 
puts a pass right across to Zach Sanford, who is buries it once again. Another great story: a guy who lost his dad in the preseason. Yep. A guy who went to Bo- who from the Boston area went to Boston University. I believe went to Boston University, but grew up in the Boston area. Right. Scores a goal against the, the team he grew up watching. Yep. In a Boston arena. In the Stanley Cup final game, in Game Seven. Yeah. Not a game winner or anything, but still like pretty freaking cool. I would say shuts the door and officially kills any kind of momentum they had. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day. There really wasn't much going on here. Boston puts a perfect shot past Bennington shortly after this yeah. uh, Matt to, make it, to make it 4-1, but the game was done. Yeah, and so Matt Grizzlick scores about two minutes left. Yep. Time is running down, and we'll let Chris Kerber finish it off. The Bruins up along the wall. Schwartz, he'll clear the zone. A team that was in last place on January 3rd. The players on the bench are bouncing up. History will be made tonight in Boston. 15 seconds to go as Shen blocks a puck to the corner. 10 seconds remaining. Get up, St. Louis. Get on your feet. Raise them high. Five seconds to go. And the time winds down. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. The St. Louis Blues have done it. They've done it. The Black Aces are out. The team has swarmed Jordan Bennington. The coaches are hugging and crying. I can't believe it. I cannot believe what I am witnessing right now. St. Louis, a team that was put together in the fall. New faces, new roles. They struggled and struggled and bent. And on the verge of breaking, they found their game after Christmas. They came together. They fought together. They won together. And now they are Stanley Cup champions together. This is not a dream. This is real life St. Louis. Let's party. And... St. Louis Blues are officially the 2019 Stanley Cup champions. Still weird to say that. It's still very weird to say Still that. weird to say that. Still weird to see. I mean, I, this town is its close to becoming a 1B, in my opinion. Like, the Cardinals are always going to be a Cardinals town, but damn. With what if happened the Blues this year, can sustain, and I don't even necessarily mean win another cup, but sustain success, success then yes. Yeah, and we can – so, obviously, we're very excited, and obviously, all St. Louis excited. We talked about the parade. You know, we talked about when we went to the parade, and that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are very excited, as we talked about. Tickets are virtually impossible for this upcoming season to get. Yes. Home opener, unfortunately. Chris is breaking his streak and not going, which sucks. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, won't, get I won't get it. into it, but I'm not very happy with the St. Louis Blues organization with how they handled that. Yeah, so that didn't happen. But I will say this. It's great that it's a hot commodity. Sure. Um, it's going to help Tom Stillman. Hopefully they make enough money that they can keep, you know, guys here, bring in quality guys, keep the success rate high. Agreed. Let's keep it going. Agreed. So that's going to wrap it up for our retrospective. So we'll actually go through all of our uh, our socials and stuff here. So if you near us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. And then you find us on Facebook and Instagram. Let's uh, look up Blues Hockey Podcast. Really simple. And our website is blueshockeypodcast.net and .com. Uh, also, <clears throat> excuse me, our YouTube channel, which is uh, we got some stuff in the works. 
Yep. I've been throwing some of these retros up there. The first two are up there as of uh, this uh, recording, which is uh, we're about halfway through the month of here of uh, September. So there are all these retros will be on uh, the YouTube. Mm-hmm. We got an idea. we got a couple ideas for some videos coming up, which we look so be on the lookout for those as well. Uh, we've uh, read we have a new shirt out. We do. So uh, once again, we've done our uh, love of wrestling and our love of the blues and put those together. Uh, so look for those. It's on a website called SpreadShirt.com. So look for the links on my bio. We've tweeted all these out before. Uh, we have all our shirts that we've uh, had on there, except for our very first shirt, which that will might be up there soon. Might be slightly updated. Yes. Uh, but also, we have uh, t- the total of four shirts, which is insane. Uh, so we, I love the support. We always have some good ideas, and I love uh, every single one of the shirts we have, especially our new one uh, off our uh, – Let's say I say Heart Foundation slash Bret Hart for sure. So um, very cool and really love what we're doing there. So go on there if you go on there right now. There's there's I have it set up for another twelve days. You can redeem a fifteen percent off. Nice off anything. So go up there. And thank you for being supportive of the podcast, supportive of us. We really enjoy doing this and enjoy um, you know the feedback we get. And absolutely, we've had a couple people talk to us out in public and say they've listened, which is. Mind blowing, cool. which is mind blowing to me. So I will appreciate all the support. We got a big season coming up. We're gonna it's have right fun. around the corner too. Yeah, it's let's uh, according to the calendar right now, we are 19 days away. Insane. Not your favorite number, I know. No, but, but right. still, but it still. makes it makes it okay because we're giving the the good number away for a discount. Yes, exactly. So thank you for listening, and thanks for sticking us through this retrospective. It was. One crazy ass season. Yeah, it really to say was. the least. From the yeah. lowest to lows to the highest of highs. And uh, if you look back, I'll take it. If it has to be like that every year, it might take a couple years off my life every year. Yes. But we'll take it. So yep. uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back with our big blues preview show. And uh, talk to you guys then. See ya. Nervous? 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 Nervous?